Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yo, Pierre, you want to come out here? In New York, I'm in rock. Hiding in my socks. Running from a up. And I shoot that up. Hey now, Midlife Surfer Podcast listener. Midlife Surfer Podcast listener. How you doing? It is Jeff in America here in the States. It is Thanksgiving week. I'm pumping gas at a Shell station in the greater Santa Cruz area in my 2013 Honda Pilot. As you know, I'm a pilot driver. I'm a small wave lover. I'm a blah, 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 blah. And I got a podcast called Midlife Surfer and you're here and I appreciate it. Hey, I don't have much for you, too much of a flowery intro. I do have plenty of things to say about recent surf sessions. Um, I actually did score a new board. It's not new, it's used. It's a 6'4", Doug Hout, quad. And, you know, if you're a shortboarder listening, you'll know that this is oversized for me, but it actually feels perfect except for I'm lame at duck diving it. I estimate it's about 47, 48 liters. It's 22 and a half wide. It's three inches thick, 6'4". It's got kind of a beaky nose and a little rocker on it. And in fact, I had one of my best surf sessions on a shortboard ever at Manresa. Very clean, warm day, four to five feet. Got some, cooked it up for a first half hour. Do you cook it up for a while before you find your sea legs, so to speak? (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know. Can't paddle into a couple waves, did a couple shitty duck dives, got blasted. Maybe didn't make it, uh, maybe got blasted under the lip of a wave trying to paddle out. And, you know, you're out there now and you're, you're kind of winded, you're tired. You're like, shit, well, that wasn't a good way to start things. Got a couple on the inside, though. Just a couple. Not, no, no fast runners on the inside. Just like a drop and you go straight or you drop, you go right and it closes out. You eat shit. But you get warmed up. You're like, okay, I can do this. So after about two or three of those, oh, my gas is up. Let's get out. Come with me here. In the 2013 pilot, I put 87 grade minimum octane rating R plus M's over two method 87 at a shell station. In other words, shell regular. I'm going to get a car wash too. It said ultimate, deluxe, and one other primo name. They didn't list the prices by them, so I opted for the middle one. How do you feel about drive through car washes and choosing the premium option? Your thoughts? Midlife Surfer Podcast on Instagram. Anyway, got a little confidence going at Manresa regarding that session I was discussing. And actually, ended up going out with the big dogs uh, main, to the main peak. I'm usually a, not a shoulder hopper, but I'd like to find my own break um, because I'm not the best surfer. And I don't know. I hate competing with people, but I was feeling it. I went to compete. Plus, the other surfers weren't that good either. <laughs> and I ended up getting a couple of... I would, I, they're not bombs, but proper waves and got up properly on my 6'4 and the thing goes fast that quad setup quads can go fast i made sections i otherwise have never made i mean it kind of crumbles in front of me but then i went around it scooted around it whoop 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 and down the line i went i felt like a competent surfer i'm gonna enter my code i'll give you my code and the next time you're at shell try it it's 61317 let's see here 
six one three one seven. Oh, do I want to upgrade to the ultimate for two bucks? No, I don't. I'm pulling in to the robot car wash. Anyway, I had a fun time at Manresa, but um, that's neither here nor there at this point. Let's listen to Jonathan Wayne Freeman. You follow him on Instagram. He's a funny guy. Seems like a really nice guy. If you want good content about surfing, um, he's your guy for it. He, um, he pokes fun at how surfers take themselves so seriously. He's also very um, self-deprecating. I think it's telling me to back up. Stand by. While I'm talking, I'm actually surprisingly having trouble finding the right spot. Okay, stop. Go. Move forward. Back up. Green light. Sit still. All right, I'm in park. Now it's telling me to go again. Sorry. Moving forward. Stop. Gosh. This car wash is just scolding me. Okay, I'm here. It's turned on. Great. Jonathan Wayne Freeman. Check him out on Instagram. He's a great follow. I don't have anything else for you. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving if you're here in the States. If you're elsewhere, I hope you have a great day. And thank you again for listening. Here's Jonathan Wayne Freeman. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Nice to see you again, my man. I think uh, we last spoke in, I don't know, April or or May. And you were just getting your first haircut since the lockdown. It looks like you haven't had a cut since. (laughs) The unkept look, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you look good. You got the black rim glasses too, so you look smarter too. That's right. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you consider yourself a social media influencer? No, I hate that word. That's the yeah, worst no. word ever. I got uh, I got involved in all this to make fun of that. It's ironic because yeah. you are though. I would call you that for lack of a better term. I mean, I think that. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy with whatever has happened, and it works. Like yeah. you. It's kind of to me, I like look at it, how I used to look at magazines, like surf magazines. And I'd be like, oh, I I like that shirt or I like this or what's that person wearing? It's just, that's how it is now on the phone. But no, I I set out to like mock social media and influencers, which I hope I'm still doing. Maybe I'm morphing into one. I don't know. (laughs) Nah, you are. And you're mocking them at the same time. And you're really uh, self-deprecating, which is a quality that uh, I embody whether i mean to or not but and you you clearly do yeah. too so i i appreciate that uh god was it a couple months ago you're the cuervo gold uh beach grit gave you a shout out and gave you some pub on that yeah. too and you just poked fun at this cuervo gold competition i think it was a trip to the surf ranch or something wasn't it it was and it so it was a trip to the surf ranch you had to put together a video that showed the spirit of surfing and then at the end of it, you made your favorite cocktail using Jose Cuervo. And yeah. if you won, you got to go to the surf ranch and surf with Jerry Lopez. And Sick. I just thought, this is hilarious. Like, Jerry Lopez doesn't drink. Nope. He's Mr. Health. And, yeah, so I just I made a, a joke about it. And uh, I did not win, unfortunately. <laughs> no, you, you didn't win, but uh, you made a lot of people laugh. And you got some pub on Beach Grit, which – I, that's my go-to media source and surf at least these days. Uh, yeah, they're doing, they're doing really well. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love Lewis Samuels. I don't know if you ever read anything that he wrote. He's, he's great, man. Like before Beach Grit, before any of that, Lewis Samuels would just write incredible stuff. And I, oh, it escapes me. He had a, he had a website. He's a, he's a big, big wave surfer from um, 
ocean beach, like San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. And g- grew up in NorCal and just has a really good wit, really good writer. But, um, yeah, I was surprised about the beach grid thing. That was, that was cool. I was stoked. That was cool. So is Lewis Samuels, does he contribute to beach grid or does he have his own site? No, he had his own site, which I don't think he has anymore, but like what beach grit is doing, Lewis Samuels was doing before they were, I got and it. he'll occasionally write articles in the surfers journal and stuff. Yeah. Just Google him. He's, he's awesome. Hey, I will. Thank you. What, uh, what was the last surfboard you rode? <laughs> I just got back from Rincon, the queen yeah. of the coast. And it yep. was really, really small. And I rode a crime soft top, like stubby seven, six. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right. You've added that to your quiver since we last spoke, I guess. Did you yeah. get that this year? No, that the seven, six I've had for, I guess I did. I guess I've had it about a year. I yeah. practiced my parallel stance, just, you know, yeah. like the Quasimodo. Yeah. I just like to do that. Feels good. Feels really I, uh, good. <laughs> I, uh, I have family in Ojai, my, my in-laws. And when I get down there, I always take off early and go surf Rincon and, um, it's been small every time I've gone, which is really nice for me because no one's out there. So I got this tiny little longboard wave all to myself, but what a, what a gorgeous spot to surf. Oh, I hope we man. don't, bl- I hope we don't blow that spot up. I know it's secret a secret spot. It's, only, it's a secret don't spot. Don't tell anybody. The secret <laughs> spot that's been in the public eye since the 1950s and is available for anyone to see that's driving by it all day, every day, but secret hey, spot. Yeah. You had a, you had a post that, um, I'm one of those adult learners, sadly, uh, for better or worse. About, I'm about seven years deep. And uh, now I find myself being annoyed with all of the adult learners out there. But the irony is not, you know, beyond me. I realize I'm just one of them as well, too. What is your, how do you rationalize that? You seem like a sweet guy and you get it why people would be out there surfing. But at the same time, you're not human unless you're fucking annoyed with someone dropping down on you over and over again or deer in the headlights as you're coming down the line or how do you rationalize that or how do you deal with that issue these days? I used to keep it all inside Mm -hmm. and just finish my session or go in or this and that. And now I follow like the essentially the three strike rule, like do it once. Mm. I won't say anything. Do it twice. Actually, it's more like the two strike rule. Mm. It happens twice. You know, I'll just talk, but in a nice way, I'll go, Hey, do do you know what you just did? Half the time, they never even saw you. They have right. no clue. People are so wrapped up in their own experience and you don't know what's going on with them that day. They could be stoned. They could be, dude, who knows what's going on. Right. But once you make them aware of it and you say it in a nice way, their response then dictates where it goes from there. So if they come back with like, which is amazing, they do sometimes like a, a brand new beginner comes back with what? No, I wasn't in your way, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then you go, all right, well, yeah, you were, and then I'm going to do that to you now. So now we're, neither of us are going to have fun. So I'm just going to go whenever I want. I'm going to get in your way. I'm going to paddle right. around you. But a lot of times people are, that are beginners, no one's ever spoke to them. No one's ever told them. And then you say, hey, this is the etiquette. And yeah. by me telling you this, it's not to be a jerk. It's for safety reasons. And everybody's going to be happier. And a lot of times they go, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Right. And I only tell people that because I've been surfing for 27 years now and I did everything I've got yelled at. I've had people want to fight me on the beach. Um, I've just paddled in. Like I've done everything stupid and I still do sometimes like you forget to look, you go in front of Absolutely. somebody. So that's where those videos came from. I'm just like, why is no one talking about this? And then I'm like, these people that go to surf schools, I think a lot of the surf schools are just 
taking people's money. Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. You know, it, um, there are so many out there sometimes though, it just seems like a fruitless endeavor to even, you know, try to school anybody at some point. I, um, I don't know. I just get more paranoid with just getting someone else's way myself or crashing into somebody after the third wave, when there's two or three people in front of you, it's like, gosh, darn it. I'm just going to go but surf that, the but beaches. Shouldn't be happening. What you just said, like, I never went to lowers when I was learning. I never went to Rincon when I was learning. I never went to the main breaks. Right. Where when you're a beginner, you just went to a beach break where no one was at. But now it just seems, hey, we're all we're all the same. It's happy dory. So I'm just I can surf where you surf and and every but that's a part of a societal change, like where everyone's just like, yeah. you can't do anything to me can't touch right. me. I'll call the lawyer. Like, and I'm, I'm equal to you. If, if you're a local and you grew up here, like I can still surf here. I don't understand why it's like, dude, there's right. no etiquette. Yeah. Right. It's lame. Yeah. I, um, I go to the beaches just for that very purpose and I'll get pounded at some shore break or whatever. Just, just cause practicing surfing is just all I really need. Just getting in that getting in the curl, getting at the, finding the main peak, popping up, getting down the line. Even if it closes out to me, that's still surfing, regardless if I rode it all the way into the beach or not. And if I have to deal with anybody, then that, that's, um, that's the main reason I would hit a beach and it's just a shittier beach break than a, you know, pleasure point or the hook. I mean, the hook or pleasure point. Now I went this after yesterday afternoon, I had him about 200 people out there. I'm not kidding you. And there's all the rippers out there and all the beginners wow. and it's just absolutely chaos. Um, but on another topic, you mentioned on a post uh, about a month or so ago, you were talking to a famous longboarder who said 99% of the time you should be taking your longboard out into the water. And you're almost hinting at you were considering uh, doing that more often than not. Um, did you end up getting a longboard shaped or do you have a longboard or where do you stand on that? So he said in Southern California, you know, we're talking specific. He said, if it's under shoulder high, you should be on a longboard. If it's over shoulder high, you're either on your shortboard, a mid length, or maybe a fish. And right. I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. The only exception would be if it's under shoulder high and it's like super heavy, peaky, throwing like barrels, yeah. right? And right. I was like, you know, he's right because so many times I'm out in the water, even like at Rincon, it's like, it was like a foot to two feet and I was on a seven, six stubby. I'm like, I should be on a longboard. I'd be yeah. having a heck of a lot more fun. And, uh, no, I have two mid lengths that are coming yeah. my way and I have not, I have not quite gone down the longboard path, but I have been borrowing people's boards, trying to nose ride. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like a complete beginner and I just yeah. laugh every time and I'll get yeah. like, I'll get up on the nose for like half a second and I'll start to feel it and yep. I start to scream and then I just fall off. So yep. yeah, I'm definitely going to get a log at, at some point. Are you? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a totally, and again, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm still considering myself pretty novice about seven years in and I kind of waver. I'll, I'll go back to, and ride my fish or my mini Simmons or what I call my short board. And then I'll get into the long boarding mode. And I never do either enough to be competent at either of them, <laughs> but you really got to change gears. When you get that longboard boy like that, I got a Michelle, you know, a Ron, and it's just got nice soft tail and it feels a hell of a lot slower, but I have had occasionally when you step forward and you get the steps for you, like, fuck, I stepped like a longboard or I'm up at yeah. the nose. Now it does lock in and you could feel it and you get, Oh, I get it. Okay. This is what people are chasing after as longboarders, but they're different. It's a, it's a different gear. You have to be in really to longboard versus shortboarding. I found I 
I agree. And I also think there's a lot more, um, you got to think ahead way more like you yep. everything. Cause it's bigger. You got to time your, your paddle out. You got to turn earlier. Yep. You got to choose your line. So it forces you to think completely different, which is awesome. Right. Um, do you go leashless when you ride a longboard? I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, unless it's really small and uncrowded yeah. there. I have no business going leashless on a longboard. Um, cause I'm just not as good yeah. at it as I am at doing others. I can and pull it off sometimes, but I don't want to risk hurting somebody else. Totally. That would make me the biggest hypocrite. So I put a leash on, I know it looks goofy, but until some point, maybe in the future that I'm better, just going to wear a leash. I, I totally agree. I did yeah. the same thing. They feel like such a, it feels like such a liability out there with a the big nine ten heavy log. I mean, you can really take someone's head oh, off. Yeah. 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 I agree. Hey, did you watch social dilemma on Netflix? I won't watch it. I said, yeah. no, everybody told you. me. And I'm like, if I watch this, I'm going to throw this phone out the window. And I'm like, I can't do that right now. Cause it's, <laughs> it's bad, but as bad as it is, like, maybe I should watch it. Cause ultimately you should be doing what's healthiest for you. I was laying awake at night on this trip. That yeah. was a vacation. And I was thinking about comments people had made yeah. and stuff. Up, and I'm like, what? This is horrible. Why am I? I should be sleeping. Like, who cares yeah. what strangers think about some dumb thing? And yeah, maybe I should watch it, but I don't yeah, want to. You got to look at your phone a lot, obviously. Yeah, it's bad. Yep. Is it bad? Does your wife tell you to put the damn phone down? Or do you ever find it where you have it in your hand where your kids are in the room and you're like, what am I doing? Well, I'll tell you what, this, this, past few days that same long border who talked <laughs> to me about the the log and mid lengths he was like man he's like i see you post stuff a lot and it's really good and then you take it down and i do because i'll get i'll start to get negative comments mm. and i'm like and it scares me and i don't like mm. it and I, and it upsets me so i just take it away and then i'm like wait a second are you that crazy? You think you can please everybody? So his, his advice was do it. If you're happy with it, put it out there and just leave it. Do not look at the comments. Do not respond. Um, like I've always responded to everybody and still do, but it's getting to the point where there's so many people that yeah. there's just not enough time in the day. So he's like, write it out, write out your ideas some more. Maybe don't be so impulsive and then just let it go. Just say it's art. Tell people you're a comedian and it's art. But yeah, it looks like it'd be some, take some social, like some real discipline, social network. I delete my Instagram app because, and I only, I don't have that many followers. You have 56,000 or so. I think I have 300, oh. but I don't even get off on watching my follower count go up because it just seems so, it's funny because on one hand it feels meaningless, but on the other hand, look what you've done. I mean, you make lots of people laugh. You, um, I'm going to guess you've made some money off of your social influencing endeavor. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it's hard not to say it's a positive force in your life. It's been super positive. In fact, right now, like before I talk to you, I'm at my, I'm at my paramedic job right now. Yeah. This yep. is, this is my quarters that I live in. Yeah. And I don't want to do this anymore. I'm yeah. over it. Yeah. And I'm here because of the health insurance so I just got off the phone with my wife and we're like running the numbers and like, yep. going, okay, maybe at this point we can whatever, but by doing yep. this, by putting myself out on social media, it's opened so many doors yeah. to do so many different things. 
and so many avenues that would have never happened if I just right. never did this. So yeah. for that, I'm so stoked. That's the positive. And I've met tons of awesome people. I wouldn't be talking to you. I wouldn't have met all these different people that are really good folks. It's right. just how you use it. But right. it is very addicting and you have to be super careful. Like there is something, some dopamine release where you're like, yeah, like, like I know the number that yeah. I want to hit of likes. I go, Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And then I'm like, this is so stupid. Like you said, are you an influencer? No, it's the worst thing in the world. Like <laughs> I don't want to do that. But then I'm like, I don't think this is changing. This is how yeah. things are now. Yeah, it is. And it's going to be what you make it. So like my goals are to use this. Here's your platform where you started and now you can branch off. Yeah. different ways, you know, uh, good for you. Who do you like to follow on Instagram? What are some of your favorites out there? Kook of the day. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I started following and I liked, and then they obviously uh, liked my stuff. Kook of the day is one of my favorite. Um, I, I like stab. I like beach. Yeah. Grit. I, I yeah. can't get too into the comments. Um, no. I always love the surfer magazine forum. Yeah. That I got, cause it's hilarious. Um, yeah. And then as far as people, like all the, a lot of the pros, like I like Kelly Slater. He puts up some funny stuff. Joel <laughs> Tudor always puts up really funny stuff. Um, a lot of the, the younger, like long borders I follow. Yeah. Um, Kalani God, Rob does funny stuff. Those young long borders just are just beautiful. Who's that? Uh, Corey Colapin, Colapintail. Crazy. Dude. Crazy. I know. And he makes me want to get one of those CJ Nelson parallax boards or whatever you Dude, see everywhere. <laughs> that's it's the old trick, man. No, like I know. they're, they're in the, like, not even the 1% of ability. They're like in the 0.5% of people in the whole world can do yeah. that stuff. What are your, what is your biggest pet peeve in the water these days right now? What's I tell you what, I get about 280 listens an episode, modestly, worldwide. And I, for better or worse, I've noticed mostly beginner, list, beginner surfers are listening to my podcast. Um, you're speaking, you, you, you have the forum right now. What's one major tip you'd want to give to uh, new surfers out there? Um, don't be unaware. Like a lot of new surfers, because surfing is so fun, and you're so absorbed in the sensory experience and the whole thing, being in the ocean, being in nature, the way it feels to get pushed by a wave, along with the fear of being pushed underwater, whatever's happening, they become unaware and they just focus on yeah. themselves. Stop, look around, be aware of the people around you and talk to them and smile. Like I said, we know people that have been surfing, it's clear as day that yep. you are a beginner. So start a conversation start a dialogue. And I'm telling you, even the scariest looking person that looks scary, if you are stoked, they were stoked. They're still stoked. That's why they're still surfing. Try to start a dialogue. If you have questions, ask people and you'll be amazed. If you show respect, you'll have people go, Hey, come over here. And they'll be like, look, take this wave, do this. Da, 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 da. Everybody right now is just like this because there's so many people doing it and you know there's a lot of yeah. people in the world so just be aware know that we know that you're a beginner and that's rad and that's good and we just want everybody to do things in a safe manner so we can all have a fun time yeah. in our way yeah all right i have two more questions 
I consider you a comedy writer and I would guess, you know, um, you could probably write comedy outside of the surf genre. I'm sure you and your wife would discuss that. Do you, do you come up with new, how often do you come up with new characters or do you have little workshops in your head or what is your, what is your mode to write down new ideas or do you work what it is out your process? on Instagram? What is yeah. Your what's your process? process? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I'm, my head is constantly watching around me yeah. and laughing at, at human behavior. Like there's a lot of big egos and that, that makes me laugh. Um, and just growing up in Southern California, there's so much silliness. There's so many silly people and I'm one of them. <laughs> so you, you end up just coming up with these ideas and it's all very, very impulsive. Um, now I'm starting to work for some other companies um, where they recognize that I like to improv a lot, but I have to yeah. do more, more thought because I don't want to waste their time. Um, right. cause it's not, it's not about me. It's about like selling right. a product. Yeah. So with that, um, to be fully honest with you, like, I think that was the note that the long border gave me was like, dude, like sit down, do your work. It's fun. Sit, may, like sit down for an hour in the morning and just write. Yeah. That's yeah. what I need to do. Because you just get better things if you do that and slow down. I feel a sense of urgency to constantly be like entertaining people, Mm. which nobody cares. That's just something that came up in my head. Like Mm -hmm. don't have to post every day. I can like chill out. Right. So you mentioned uh, earlier, um, in this expansive interview that you uh, were, have been sent in before. Tell me about a time you were sent in. Oh, man. Oh, Give me man. something good. Oh man. Um, dude, this is funny. So I, when I was like 17, 16 years old, I learned on a short board, like totally stupid, like didn't know what I was doing. We all just rode these boards that barely floated us. Uh-huh. And there was a local at a place I served called salt Creek yeah. that was very, very known for his aggressiveness. And I hopped him. I went in front of him and he just literally, I peed my wetsuit, which I'm glad I was in the water. I peed myself. (laughs) He just barked at me and said, you're out of the water. And I won't say the colorful language he used. Right. Um, Got splashed. And at this place, I, I used to see people, I saw people get dunked. I saw people get punched. So I just went straight in and then a little follow-up to that. I ran into the same guy a few months ago and I actually made a post on this. I had an altercation with a guy who went in front of me. Yeah. He burned me then started yelling at me and saying all this crazy stuff. And that old local came over and like completely calmed the situation down told me that I was being a little loud and being a, <laughs> yeah. And being a little rude to the, and I'm like sitting there, like just completely twisted my head up with verbal judo mm-hmm. and he calmed the situation down. And then after, right after that happened, I'm like, I can't believe he, I, I was scared of this guy when I was a kid. I can't believe he did that. I paddled over to him and I go, Hey, I just want to thank you for, for settling that argument. That was amazing how you did that. And then he just looked at me turned his back and didn't say anything and paddled just, away. Just he was typical back to normal. Crusty. Yeah. Typical yeah. Crusty. Do you think it's as uh, localized at Salt Creek now, or, or that occurs as much as it did in, uh, when you were a teenager? Not even close. I, yeah. I localized. Yeah. There's plenty of locals, but the crowds are so frustrating for them. Right. 
you cannot put hands on people. You will get no. arrested yep. and you will go to jail. So in that sense, it's very different. It's not, I mean, that still happens in certain places in the world. Absolutely. Because law enforcement is, is not going to come out. And if they do come out, it's probably somebody's cousin. Yeah. And you're just yeah. going to be in the wrong. So no, I know what they're thinking of doing now, like in Santa Cruz. Yeah. What do they have at the top of the hook? There's a big sign, right? Yeah. Yeah. That tells that's about all you can do. So I know at yeah. Salt Creek, they're going to put a sign up at Trestles. There's a sign. Surfer closest to the peak has a right away. So yeah. short of that, it's still just got to be people telling other people. I have a feeling I'm one of the few that read that sign before I first uh, went down to the hook. <laughs> I read sure it too. Happens. I read it too. And then I was like, wait. There's like, there's a group called the what are the the night riders? Yeah, night, Pleasure Point Night Fighters. The night yeah. fighters. I was like, dude, this is gnarly. I don't even think yeah. I should serve here. <laughs> I'm not. A, I live in Santa Cruz. I'm not a part of that scene. I never claimed to be. Um, I'm uh, I'm sadly an outsider too, penetrating uh, crowding local lineups. But I get out of people's way, and I'm, I'm conscientious. As long right. as we're not jerks and we're not dicks, everything yeah. will be fine. And if you make a mistake, just be humble. That's it. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. It's simple. There's some rippers up here too. So like yesterday I was at uh, the pleasure point, like I said, I mean about uh, uh, 199 others. And um, I was at a spot called sewers and um, I was just on the shoulder, just trying to get something, you know, some leftovers that people passed on, but there's nothing better than watching good surfing up in person. Like some guys were getting quick little tubes and stuff and little as a five, six foot day. Um, I love it, dude. Kick-ass surfing in person is so so fun to see. It's like skating in person too. Those are two really pretty things to watch. I think when you see you ever see great. Oh yeah, you ever see Adam Rapogel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the best. I think his style's perfect. He just has styled. And he's a sweet guy. He runs a, he, I think he owns a billabong store on 41st. Uh, oh, that's, I think a, you're a shareholder. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. he's a cool guy. I, uh, I purchased a mid length off him. In fact, he knocked a hundred bucks yes. for me. <laughs> there All you right. Go. You said, you, you said you don't want to promote nothing, but, uh, people are listening. So you have new t-shirts out there. JWF apparel. Is that right? <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Cool. I, um, I figured why not? It's so stupid, dude. Like, no, it's not. I just, I, I just used my name and yeah. then my name is so long people started seeing my initials and then like, I'm like, okay, well then I'm proud of this t-shirt though. It's a sprinter van mafia t-shirt. Okay. And that all started as a joke. I really don't care which to drive. It's just for goofs. It's just yeah. funny, but it's a funny t-shirt. And then I have a hat, which I'm super stoked on the hats. It's got the surfing monkey on it, like from Tijuana and it says yeah. Shaka. And then it has my initials and, uh, they're actually very affordable. I'll have you know. <laughs> t- All right. Like if you if you try to get a T-shirt from Jamie O'Brien, they're like thirty five bucks a pop. Right. Not saying I'm anywhere near that level. Right. I'm not. They're twenty two dollars. Hey, J J O B J W F for twenty two bucks. I dig it, and they can get it uh, on your Instagram feed probably. Or do you have a link or anything? Yeah, or- my link in the bio to my Shopify on Instagram. My Instagram is at Jonathan Wayne Freeman. It's beautiful. Nice to check in with you, my man. I appreciate you doing this. Good to talk to notice. you, man. Yeah, yeah God when bless I'm up you. in Santa Cruz, let's go for a surf. And if you're down south, let's do that. All right, I, I, let's meet in Rincon. I'll see you there. Woo! All right, you too, peace. man. Good talking to you. Yo, Pierre, you want to come out here? All right, there you have it. Hey, and don't forget, listener-supported Midlife Surfer podcast. If you went to, uh, I think it's midlifesurfer.com. Or maybe it's, mid- yeah. 
Yeah, midlifesurfer.com. Go there, donate, throw some shekels our way. Adam Montiel is my producer. Oh, he's giving me the hard scrub right now. I'm still in the car wash. Anyway, I kick some dough over to Adam too. He just does it out of the kindness of his heart. So I appreciate you donating. Uh, Rob out in Florida, thank you for your donation. Also, Sarah over in the, um, I had trouble understanding. I think you surf in the Gulf of Texas, which is kind of interesting. I'd love to talk to you about that. I don't know. If you, li- if you listen and you're in Texas and you surf the Gulf, I'd like to know what that's like. Anyway, thank you for listening. God bless you. God bless you. And peace. peace. And I'm on the block. Peace. And I'm on the block In New York, I really rock Hiding in my sock Hiding in my sock Selling every rock In New York, I really rock Hiding in my sock Loses every rock uh, Running from the cop uh, Shooting at the ops You know what I'm saying? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.